there's a line in NBC's hit sitcom 30 Rock. A bombastic Jack Donaghy, played by Alec Baldwin, is pontificating to Tina Fey's beleaguered Liz Lemon. Not uncommon in the context of the show, but this quote is particularly apt. Come on, Lemon, Baldwin's Jack croons. What do we elites do when we screw up? We pretend it never happened and give ourselves a giant bonus. Of course, Tina Fey, the real-life showrunner, creator, and writer, is a searing satirist who knows what she's doing. This is in 2009, before Me Too, Time's Up, Weinstein, Spacey, and a litany of other aftershocks that would cause us to begin the ongoing, painful interrogation of a culture that has been ambivalent and permissive to the furnished failings of men in power. Fey would be prescient. Again, not uncommon. But the fascinating thing in retrospect about this exchange is watching the delivery of the line from someone who was a direct beneficiary of that elite get-out-of-jail-free loophole he refers to. This is Alec Baldwin, acclaimed actor, vocal liberal, perpetually embroiled in controversy, and now cancelled. Welcome to Cancelled. I'm your host, Leah, and this is the show where we look back at some of the biggest and most bizarre attempts to cancel people, corporations, and even countries. You may think the subjects of our very rigorous and academic study deserve public disdain. You may think it's all a gross injustice. But it doesn't matter, because all of them were judged in the court of public opinion and ultimately cancelled. This is the story, or should I say stories, of Alec Baldwin. Because to understand how we got here, and unless you've been living under a rock for a year, you'll know exactly what I mean when I say here, we need to understand what came before. So join me as we go back in time to the brighter days of 2007, before a global economic crash and the rise of the smartphone, where to get celebrity dirt, you didn't have Twitter to visit, you had TMZ. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Alec Baldwin has been around for decades. And as everybody knows, when you've been in the public eye for that long, you've lived various lives. I mean, just look at Donald Trump, who evolved, or devolved, from Nepo Baby to Magnate to Simpsons Punchline to Reality Star to President of the United States to Fascist Apologist. It's pretty dizzying. Not to compare Mr. Baldwin to President Trump, beyond his portrayal of the erstwhile leader on SNL, their avowed politics are vastly different. But take my point, the actor has existed in various iterations. In the 80s, he was a theatre actor turned leading man in classics such as Beetlejuice and Working Girl. Then there was Mission Impossible. Through the 90s, he cemented his success as a film star, culminating in his 2003 Oscar nomination for The Cooler. As tends to happen, his personal and professional lives blurred. His marriage to actress Kim Basinger meant his frequent inclusion in the tabloids. Their fraught divorce exacerbated this attention. And then in 2007, amidst a ferocious and bitter custody battle over their daughter, Ireland, a news alert pops up on the still nascent TMZ. It purports to have acquired a voicemail left by Oscar-nominated actor Alec Baldwin to his 11-year-old daughter, Ireland. 
It doesn't detail how it managed to get such material, and the veracity of stuff like this should always be questioned, but to a listener, it sounds very much like the actor. It is later confirmed that it is indeed him. Let's get a taste of it. You don't have the brains or the decency as a human being. I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old, or 11 years old, Baldwin says. The girl at this time is 11. Or that you're a child, or that your mother is a thoughtless pain in the ass who doesn't care about what you do as far as I'm concerned. Once again, I have made an ass of myself trying to get to a phone. You have humiliated me for the last time with this phone. The line that sticks, however, is Baldwin calling his daughter a, quote, rude, thoughtless little pig, end quote. The reason? Purportedly, Ireland had missed a phone call from her father at a pre-agreed time. Listening back, it would be brutal adult to adult, let alone father to daughter. When you consider Ireland's age, it's even more wrenching. Scandal ensues. The media doesn't let it go. Though the word isn't as readily available or ubiquitous in 2007, the recording goes viral. Now, everyone has moments of weakness and loss of control, and to judge one instance through a mass media lens would be unfair to Alec Baldwin and to Ireland. But it's an important marker to note in the Alec Baldwin story because it remains so bound with his public persona. Actor, activist, and now hothead who screams at his 11-year-old. Baldwin has reflected publicly on this many times in an appearance on Good Morning America in 2017, 10 years after the incident, promoting his autobiography. Nevertheless, he said, quote, It's thrown in your face every day. There are people who admonish me or attack me and use that as a constant spearhead to do that. End quote. He says the tension it caused between him and his daughter was less to do with the voicemail itself and more the meal the media made of it. More telling still is Ireland Basinger Baldwin's recollection. In 2012 to tabloid page six, she says, quote, The only problem with that voicemail was that people made it out to be a way bigger deal than it was. He's said stuff like that before, just because he's frustrated. For me, it's like, okay, whatever. I called him back and I was like, sorry, dad, I didn't have my phone. That was it, end quote. It's a moot point, but should you really speak to your daughter like that when you're frustrated? Should you really talk to anyone like that because you're frustrated? The scandal clearly caused issues between Baldwin and his daughter. In interviews, he says the incident horrifies him and even says he contemplated taking his own life. But what is important to gather from the way that Baldwin discusses this and other controversies is an absolute refusal to accept full responsibility. He blames his ex-wife or her people for leaking the voicemail in an embittered public custody battle. He blames the media for dragging it out. He says his suicide would have been a win for the opposing side. All inflammatory public statements that do little to protect a daughter caught in a brutal parental war from further exposure to a rabid tabloid press. Contemporaneously, Baldwin's career doesn't stall. He takes the lead in the 30 Rock Awards juggernaut, picking up Emmys, Golden Globes, and other trinkets to add to his awards cabinet, cementing him as a comic powerhouse. It wouldn't be a stretch to question whether someone who wasn't in the elite would have gotten such a bonus. Turn the clock forward a few years, and Alec Baldwin is roasted at Comedy Central. It's no hold bars and close to the bone from peers and public figures alike. A surprise guest is a grown-up Ireland Basinger Baldwin. She makes reference to her father's voicemail, his absence from her life, and his quickness to lose his temper. And to be fair to Baldwin, cameras considered, he takes it in good humour, even if some smiles and laughs are a little forced. 
But Ireland also gives heed to another incident that further embellishes Baldwin's proclivity to lose his rag. It doesn't need a lot of detail because it's pretty simple. Like many of us in 2011, Baldwin was playing the game Words with Friends. Only when told on an American Airlines flight to turn off his electronic device mid-game, he became so irate and belligerent he had to be removed from the flight. Seriously. He publicly apologizes to the passengers who were delayed, but crucially, not the staff. And then he bankrolls the incident. It's humorously referenced in TV commercials and on Saturday Night Live. Another bonus. Two incidents four years apart show a Baldwin who seems unable to control himself, with his family or in public. It goes without saying that men with lesser power or profile would not have gotten a pass from verbally abusing their daughter or becoming belligerent with cabin crew in a post-9-11 America. If you want a parallel, Tracy Morgan, a black comedian who also starred on 30 Rock, made an extremely visceral and insulting homophobic joke as a part of a stand-up routine around the same time as Baldwin was playing Words with Friends. NBC, the network in charge of 30 Rock, came out all guns blazing. Legitimately so, but in a way Baldwin never had to endure. Elite pretend bonus. Winning formula again and again. It's been repeated by Baldwin throughout his career in ways too numerous to detail. From attacking a journalist in 1995 to using racial and homophobic slurs, he has danced beyond the line of acceptability consistently, even in professional settings. His rage is seen as white male rage, masculine rage, to be tolerated, taken for granted, excused, even pitied. Then, rust happened. The film is Baldwin's baby. He produces and stars in the piece, as well as getting a story credit. And it was going well until a cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, was shot and died on set in late 2021. Baldwin was holding the trigger. It was clearly an error, A tragic one. Health and safety was not followed properly, and live ammo was put in a prop gun when it shouldn't have been. A woman lost her life, and another man, the director, was injured. But of course, there was a larger story of health and safety concerns and a union walkout at repeated failures to follow due process and protocol. Baldwin and a crew member have been charged with involuntary manslaughter. On February the 23rd, 2023, Baldwin pled not guilty. It's hard to analyse such disparate controversies, but perhaps what instead is key to unlocking Alec Baldwin is his longevity in spite of them and the culture of excusal it illuminates. Whilst he is quick to decry cancel culture, his own career is testament to how difficult it is to be damaged by the consequences of your own actions if you've accrued enough power and profile to get away with it. Verbally abusing your daughter, throwing around offensive and bigoted slurs, Being at the helm of a film responsible for a woman's death, the barrel of accountability, diluted in the face of wealth and status, offer a stark insight into the inequity of legal and cultural justice. As of February 2023, Baldwin had not apologized directly to Helena's family, nor had the film of which he was part made any attempt at outreach. In April 2023, New Mexico special prosecutors announced they were dropping involuntary manslaughter charges against actor Alec Baldwin. It was reported by NPR that prosecutors Carrie T. Morrissey and Jason J. Lewis wrote in a statement that they had been preparing for a preliminary hearing when law enforcement turned over new evidence. New facts were revealed that demand further investigation and forensic analysis, they wrote. 
adding they were therefore dismissing involuntary manslaughter charges against Baldwin in order to investigate further. Quote, This decision does not absolve Mr. Baldwin of criminal culpability and charges may be refiled. End quote. News of Baldwin's dismissal broke on the same day production of Rust resumed. 18 months after the shooting, Baldwin still stars in it. In 2022, Alec Baldwin held an online Q&A with another figure mired in controversy, Woody Allen. Watching them both discuss their work, it struck me how much Hollywood is built on a culture of excusal of men in favour of their artistic vision. The fault line of Me Too is also the birthplace of excuse culture. Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, Louis C.K., Kevin Spacey, Johnny Depp, Alec Baldwin. All, to differing extents, abusing their power. None truly cancelled. But there is a common thread linking this and the majority of the other cancellations we've covered, isn't there? Of elite men who pretend it never happened and who count that someone, somewhere, will be willing to give them a pass. And a bonus. And too often, there is. This episode was written by Anton Ferry. This is a Broccoli production. <laughs>